Chapter 1, February 1816 The Dark Crystal, Atlantic Ocean The dread pirate Blackheart stood at the bow of his ship, smiling into the rush of salty air as the first hint of America rose upon the horizon. Despite the chill of winter, the skies were clear and blue, with both the wind and the sun to his back. "'Twas more than a good omen. It was a perfect day for any number of Captain Blackheart's favourite activities—sailing, wenching, drinking, horse-racing, sword-fighting, boarding enemy vessels, commandeering an ill-fortuned frigate. Nothing was better than the freedom of the seas. "'Land ho!' came the familiar cry from the crow's nest. Blackheart's good humour faded. He relinquished navigational oversight to the quartermaster without a word. There was no need to bark orders. Most of the crew had been part of his family long enough to recognise the storm clouds brewing in Blackheart's eyes, and every hand on board already had their standing orders. No unnecessary fighting, no drinking to excess. Winching was always permissible, but only if the crew made haste. The Dark Crystal would only be docked at the Port of Philadelphia long enough for Blackheart to accomplish his mission, and then they'd sail down the Delaware River and back out to sea just as swiftly as they'd sailed in. Payment would only be delivered upon receipt of the booty. In this case, a sickly old woman named Mrs. Halton. Despite being a pirate for hire, Blackheart was not in the habit of kidnapping innocents. Prior to the end of the war eight short months ago, he had been a privateer for the Royal Navy, a government pirate, a legal pirate. Now that he was an independent contractor, he tried to uphold the spirit, if not the precise letter, of the law. It was the surest way to steer clear of the gallows. The soles of Blackheart's boots trod silently against polished wood as he strode aft toward the gunroom skylight. He descended the ladder to the captain's cabin and slipped inside to gather his supplies. Item the first, a freshly starched cravat. This mission would require charm. Item the second, a freshly cleaned pistol and extra ammunition. A pirate might not expect trouble, but he certainly intended to finish it. Item the third, a heavy coin purse. If everything else failed... Gold was often more powerful than bullets, and he planned on using every weapon at his disposal. By the time the schooner docked at the port, Blackheart was clean-shaven, dandified, and fresh as a daisy. Oh, certainly, his sun-bronze skin was an unaristocratic brown, and was generously adorned with a truly ungentlemanly quantity of scars, but most of that was hidden away beneath his gleaming hessians, soft buckskin breeches, muted chestnut waistcoat, blinding white cravat, and dark blue tailcoat with twin rows of gold buttons. The hidden pistol in its fitted sling made barely a bulge beneath so many layers of foppery. He forewent both sword and walking stick, because he intended to make the rest of the journey on horseback, and debated leaving his hat behind as well. It was unlikely to stay on his head at a gallop, and would be crushed in the saddlebag. With a sigh, Blackheart scooped up the beaver hat and shoved it on his head. He had no idea how easily manipulated Mrs. Halton might be, or whether she'd turn out to be one of those histrionic old matrons who refused to be seen in public alongside a gentleman with a bare head. Plan B was to toss her over his shoulder 
and have done with the matter. But Blackheart had promised the Earl of Carlisle he'd at least try to coax the package into accompanying him voluntarily. And although Blackheart would never admit it aloud, he had a rather high opinion of both his own charm and grandmotherly women. He would do everything within his power to make the journey to England a pleasant one for Mrs. Halton, and had already instructed his crew to treat her as if she were their own mother. With any luck, she'd be the sort to bake pies and biscuits, or at least not to get seasick all over the dark crystal. Carrying nothing more than a pair of gloves and a small satchel, he made his way down the gangplank in search of the fastest horse to rent, and nearly tripped over an underfed newspaper boy hawking today's headlines for a penny.'